This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. Coach's Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. I'm so thrilled to have Sansa Ray Batten today. Sansa Ray, she goes by Ray, is the wife of Rock Batten. He's the head football coach for Innsworth High School outside Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, your husband, Rock, was previously at Innsworth for seven seasons. He was the D.C., helped to lead Innsworth to a state title, left to be a head coach at another school for eight years, and has just returned to Innsworth this year as the head coach. Tell me, when you hear the resume go by and you hear that state championship and the things that he's done, the things I haven't mentioned, what's it about him? that helps players buy into his vision. Rock is just so passionate about what he does. Um, He really does seek to develop a personalized relationship with each of his players on the team. Um, He promotes a very strong family environment. You'll hear him use that word over and over and over. We're a family, we're a team, we play for each other, we play for our teammates. Um, and they just are energized by that. Um, he, he provides many opportunities for the players, the coaches, and the families to connect throughout the season. Now, you see Coach Batten from kind of a different perspective than anybody else. You see him on the 50. I love to talk about, you know, looking at the stadium when he's a, they're about to kick off and he puts his headset on. And, and you're looking around that everyone is looking to him for answers and he's the leader. What do you think? Coach Batten has done with the Innsworth football team that just makes you most proud? Well, I will say that, um, and we've only been there for a couple months this season, but I've been so proud of the energy that he's brought back to this program. And of course, this is just reported to me because we weren't there before, but um, a couple weeks ago, we had some moms that came up to us on, um, on the field after a big win, and they said, Coach, you just don't understand that it's been forever since we've had a student section like that and we've had students rush the field. Um, it's just, it's electric in that stadium on Friday nights. Um, and they are strongly attributing that to just the energy that he's brought back to this program. Um, we had two big wins early on. We're seven games into the season now. And then we even had two losses, um, kind of back-to-back losses. And, you know, that's there's some fear that first year when mm-hmm. you know how is the crowd going to respond but I would say that this this group they just they've stood behind us so they're even after losses I've had people come up to me saying we'll we'll come back and, and that's what exactly what we did this past Friday we bounced back with a huge regional win um, so I just love that he's just laying this foundation just truly just brick by brick he's 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 telling people just trust the process like we're, we're not we're here for the long haul you know Um, and so not expecting overnight results, but we are trying to build something really great here. And, um, and it's not just at the high school too. So that's one thing I love. Ensworth is a K through 12 school. Um, but he's over at the lower school and the middle school campus, really trying to build something from, from there all the way through the, the high school, just to, um, we're on two different campuses, but bridging the, um, those two campuses. So I'm just so proud of, you know, the, 
the way he's re-energized this program, and it's just an exciting time to be a part of this journey. Coach Batten played at Vanderbilt, starter, and on the academic all-SEC team. How does that experience help him shape young men today? He was a DB at Dandy, um, and actually he was a part of their defense when they were the number one in the SEC, so um, that was pretty impressive for Vandy, even though offense couldn't get much going. Defense definitely was holding things down on their side of the ball, Um, but he was a team captain, and then after he was hurt his senior year where his left arm became paralyzed, that obviously cut his um, collegiate career short, but he became a student coach um, and then a graduate assistant, and I think he was probably on the path to go pro and this, you know, that, that closed that door. And then he had a whole nother door that opened. Um, and I will say that, you know, coaching is absolutely in his blood. So maybe it was maybe a field that he was forced to go into, but this is what he was destined to do. He's, he's from a family of coaches. His parents are coaches. His sister is the head track coach at Western Michigan. Um, his brother coaches. I mean, they just, they're all athletes and they're all coaches. Um, So this was his destiny. Early on after, even when we started dating, um, you know, when he talks about one of the most influential men in his life, you will hear him list his high school coach, Coach Sahady. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him because maybe six months after we were dating, Rock was inducted into like the Catholic League Hall of Fame back at home. And so I got to go home. I met his high school coach and just, just the love and respect for, that he had for this this man, um, you know, that relationship, along with the fact that he's always been just a leader um, on his team and he comes from this family of coaches, I really think that that's what fuels him to be so impactful with mm-hmm. these young men. And thankfully, you know, we've just been so blessed through his career, through his high school coaching career. You know, he's had um, probably over 45 players that have gone to play at the collegiate level. Um, I think around eight or so that have gone to play in the NFL. So, and these are guys that we, we stay in touch with. Um, They are, you know, an extension of our family. I think about um, one of his players, Ronald Cleveland, who um, he was a dynamic player for him at his last school BGA. And um, Ronald went on to play at Air Force Academy and had a great career there. And um, CJ Bethard, who rock coached um, our first year at BGA, he, um, CJ was a senior and he was already committed somewhere else and Rock was instrumental in helping him consider Iowa which is where CJ ended up and had a great career at Iowa he made it to a bowl game his senior year Rock and I went out Mm -hmm. to that and hung out with his family for that game you know now CJ's playing for the 49ers so he just um he just I think through all of his experiences and the fact that this is just a part of who he is and he how impactful his high school coach was for him. That's what he wants to be for, for all these guys. Now you're in Nashville right now. Where did you grow up and did you ever think that you would be a coach's wife? I never thought that I would be a coach's <laughs> wife. So I was born and raised in East Palo Alto, California, which is, uh, wow. that's uh, where Facebook is. So that's our claim to fame right and now. There you but, go. Uh, okay. Yeah, but um, but back when I was growing up, it's just a small 2.5 square mile, like our claim to fame back then is that it was the murder capital of the United States. So my parents got me out of there and sent me to a private all-girls school. So yeah, I wasn't, I didn't ever go to a football game on Fridays. Um, it, it just, yeah, football was just not a part of our life at all. 
um, other than we were big 49ers fans, but um, high school football and all that just, I didn't, you know, I didn't think about football. And actually, I, I do remember my dad saying before I came to college, you better not date a football player. <laughs> and, then, and then what happens is that I date a football player. So yeah, wow. no, I never, I never imagined that I would be a coach's wife. I actually thought I wanted to be a doctor. So that's, that was going to be my path. How did you meet Rock Batten? So we met at Vandy. So he's from Michigan and I'm, um, as I mentioned, from California. And um, I was a junior. He was two years ahead of me. And we didn't really run in the same circles, but we knew of each other um, for sure. And um, I really had to give credit to one of my classmates, Jimmy Williams, who played on the football team with Rock. And so he just kind of uh, came up to me one day, like, I know somebody who likes you, kind of just mm-hmm. like fifth grade stuff. And right. he wouldn't tell me right away. Um, and Rock just kind of took his time. And like six weeks later, uh, and I kept running into Rock, like I'd see him at a party. He's super friendly. So, you know, give me a hug and all that stuff. And I, I was like feeling something like, I think he likes me, but I didn't know. And and then I ran into him one day, I was on my way to class and he like got pulled his car over, got out and like had this 45 minute conversation oh. with me. And I was like, I bet it's him. I bet he's the one that likes yeah. me and he's going to be called. And that night he called and asked me on our first date and the rest was history. Honestly, like I said, I was a junior and we pretty much knew by the time I graduated that, you know, things were serious and we were we were going to get married. So we were, we were young newlyweds. We married two years out of college. Wow. How long here we are. So uh, 17 years, 17 years. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. College sweethearts there at Vanderbilt university. Now, do you have any children? We do. We have three children. Um, My oldest, Aaliyah. um, She's a 14 and a ninth grader at Innsworth. and Isaiah is our son in the middle. He's 12 and he's a sixth grader. And then Michaela, who is 10 and she's in fifth grade. So she was our surprise baby, but um, she definitely completes our family. So oh, there's five of us. We Where call you... ourselves the Batten Five. The Batten Five. I like it. Mm-hmm. Now, do they yeah. like football? Do they enjoy it, being around it? Oh, yes. They are huge. They love that their dad is the head coach, and they're huge fans of football. Um, my son, actually, his his sixth grade team just won the championship last week. Oh, so wow. He definitely, he wears his dad's high school number, number two, and he is um, hoping to follow in his dad's footsteps. So, yes. yeah, we're... We're a big football family. I'm a football mom and all of that. So you graduated from Vanderbilt, and do you work right now? I do. So I work for a company called ICF. It's a global consulting company, and uh, my background is in early childhood education. Um, I worked for Head Start for over 18 years, um, and so now I'm able to provide um, consulting to Head Start programs, specifically in the southeastern region. Um, But the beauty of this job is that I'm able to work from home, so... Um, that flexibility definitely works with our schedule. Um, I do have to do some travel, but I generally can tailor that to that to a schedule that best meets our needs and um, still be able to feel all fulfill all those other responsibilities that come along with being coach's wife. I love mm-hmm. your line of work, early childhood. I'm 
my daughter definitely has benefited from that. So right there in Tennessee, actually, is where she got her early intervention. So very special and near and dear to my heart. So great work you've been doing in my home. I love that. For sure. And others now that you're in regional work. This business can be tough, you know. I mean, I think every coaching family um, has those good days and has those bad days and has those one like, okay, where are we going with this? And this is not what I expected. And I mean, have, have you guys felt that? I know there's a lot out there across the country. And I think this is kind of why we have a podcast is to talk about this isn't easy. And yes, we've chosen it. And yes, we do it um, to impact others. But there's some just there's hard days and there's some hard things about it. Do you think there's been some tough adversity that you have faced? And if so, I mean, what do you rely on to get through those moments? For sure. I mean, I, I, we've definitely, we've been together for 21 years. He's been a coach the entire time we've been together. We definitely had different adversities during that time. Um, I'm not sure if this is the toughest one, but it's it's definitely the most recent one and probably nearest to my heart. And I would say it's when we made the decision to transition back to Innsworth. Um, and let me be clear that we love Innsworth and we're so excited about the decision and we absolutely feel like this is where God wanted us to be. But um, I think when you're coaching at the high school level, it's just a different level of community that you're able to um, form with those coaches and uh, or with coaches, players and families. And um, we were at our last program for eight seasons um, and Rock really built something special there. Um, and so when when he had this opportunity, it's not like we were looking. We'd just gone to the state championship the previous year. Um, you know, he, we were just in a great place and we, we were happy where we were. He wasn't out looking for a job. Um, and, um, so then when he was contacted about this opportunity, I mean, really we were, we were one humbled and blown away that, um, you know, he was even being considered for it. This is really something he always considered to be a dream job, but just not something he was looking for. And, um, you know, it just was tough because I don't think that people understand just how difficult that transition can be for a coach's family, um, whether it's a forced transition. You know, we had that when he was um, coaching at Vanderbilt or, or if it's one in this case where you just have another opportunity that's presented to you. And it's not that you don't love everybody that you're working with now and what you've been able to build and, and all that. But you um but, you know, God's plans are bigger than our plans, and um, all we can do is be obedient. And so um, I remember, kind of, and, and it all happened so quickly. I mean, you kind of get the call, and then you've got to make, you know, what you feel like is a big life decision that's affecting mm -hmm. five people. And, you know, I, you know when, when we're somewhere, we're 100% in. You know, my mm -hmm. kids are enrolled in the school and all of that all their friends are there. So we're, we're having to consider how does this impact, you know, all of these people and, um, you know, people make decisions every day about where they're going to work, but it's almost like a different expectation. At the end of the day, people do what's best for themselves and their family. Um, but sometimes there can be a different expectation for coaches and their families. Like, what about us? Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't say that in any type of way other than to say that, um, a transition can just be tough on a coach and his family. The best thing that people can do is really just pray that they're doing what's best for their family. Um, and that's what we had to do. I mean, God told me from the first day, faith over fear. That's all mm -hmm. that I kept you know, hearing is, you know, fear keeps you in what's comfortable. There's all sorts of fears for, for a number of reasons. Are we going to win? Why would we lose what's comfortable? Why would we leave what's comfortable and go over, you know, 
um, to a bigger stage where there maybe be bigger expectations. But God said faith over fear. And so we really had to walk out on faith and do what we felt like God was asking us to do. It was a difficult time just supporting our children through that transition and disappointing people. I remember the day that the announcement came out. I had two moms call me and I cried with them on the phone for 30 minutes. We just cried together. But, you know, once you get through that period, things are so much better and we still, you know, we're keeping in touch and and all that. But it's just that transition time that can be so so tough. Um, And we had to, one, rely on each other. So it's, you know, Rock and I were just in tune with each other, had to be honest with each other about what we want, what do we feel like God's telling us to do. Um, We're relying on God, relying on our faith, for sure. Um, Getting our children involved in the conversation. Um, All of those things, I would say, is what what helped us get through what could have been a very, well, honestly, what was a difficult period. Um, But what has worked out to be, you know, worked out wonderfully. So our transition has gone so well. Um, we love where we are and we still, I still text, um, still close with one of the coach's wives that's still there. So Friday night, I'm asking her how the game's going. She's asking me how the game's going, telling me how our players there are doing. So, you know, we still keep up. I mean, it's gone well in the end. You know, this is more than a job for us. It's a, it's a calling and a ministry. You answered a really tough question really, really well. I think that there's a lot of wives that are listening that can just echo that feeling of, you know, this is hard, even though, you know, sometimes we get to choose it. Sometimes we don't get to choose the change, but either way, whenever it happens, it's very emotional. And, you know, and I think a lot of times when the people are doing it, uh, as a ministry to impact people, they are invested 100%. They're knee deep, you know, and they yes. live life, do life with these families around there. Okay, I'm going to throw another hard question at you. <laughs> Since you're knocking them out of the park, uh, you have right. been a backbone of a successful coach and player. Do you think there's some things that you've done, maybe some practical things you try to do on a daily basis or a weekly basis that you think has had? or is some of the reason why he's had a lot of success in his career in your lives as a family? Like I mentioned, our entire relationship, Rock has been a coach. So I definitely knew what I signed up for. Um, And early on, he was a college coach, which, you know, is just a whole nother level of commitment as well. So um, I knew that, you know, that, that was going to require a different, you know, different level of commitment from me um, and sacrifice from me. I mean, his job would come first. So I had to, um, you know, I'm the one that if, you know, if, if child needs to get picked up or schedule needs to change, I've got to change that because he has to be a practice. He has to be there at the game on Friday night. Um, I had the nerve to get pregnant and deliver a child during football season. It came <laughs> September 14th. Um, and thankfully, it, it was Friday, September 14th. 14. Oh my Thankfully, Rock did, Rock did make it there for um, his son's birth, but um, just relaxing the expectation and knowing that, you know, like we were just saying, that this is a different job, and so it just requires a different level of commitment, and um, so if that means that I, I have to do more and um, sacrifice more on my job so that I'm able to take care of of more of things that um, that affect our kids, and that's what happens. Sometimes I can have those 
I can rock it like a champ. And then sometimes I have those flare ups of being resentful. I mean, I oh, guess it's yeah. natural in a way, right? I mean, do you mm-hmm. ever just go, oh, I feel like I'm doing it up by myself? You're not, but you feel that way. I mean, do you have those emotions? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I definitely had those when my kids were younger, just mm-hmm. when, um, you know, and we didn't have any family here, you mm-hmm. know, with, um, it, it was so much harder than I definitely felt it. And I've evolved a lot more. One, they're older. And so we're able to manage that a little bit better, but also just um, realizing that, you know, I, it, his job is just a job that, and, and I can't say that it, I still don't get frustrated. Mm-hmm. I know last night I was having to help my daughter study, but I also needed to work on something. And I, he, he finally got home and I'm like, I need you to take 10 minutes and go help her with this science test because I just mm-hmm. I've been trying I can't do it and generally he knows when I've hit that moment and he mm-hmm. needs to just step in and do it um, so thankfully we just try to keep that line of communication open where he just knows if if I'm coming to you and telling you that I need you I need you to do it in this mm-hmm. moment yeah yeah I think oh. you're hit the nail on the head with open communication all the time because that's key mm-hmm. they can see hey she's doing okay she's she's trucking along or oh okay all right, we got to right. readjust some things. Do you have any traditions after big wins or after wins? I mean, well, you're going to be there till 1130 at night, but do you have anything fun you do? Like any special food you eat after? Maybe something you cook on Saturdays or? So we used to, our favorite restaurant closed, but it was called Puff, Puffy Muffin. And so we would we would go to Puffy Muffin if we, we won. And so if I posted on Facebook, it's a Puffy Muffin kind of morning. People knew, well, they already knew we won, but they definitely knew what that meant, that we were celebrating. People would even joke, and I guess we're not going to Puffy Muffin in the morning. Um, but yeah, one of my favorite things to do, honestly, is we still wake up early. We're at like six o'clock in the morning. We just lay in bed and like break down the game. Like I love to just, um, I, you know, get... I'm just a very involved wife, probably more so than he cares for me to be. But, <laughs> um, I like to be like, let's talk specifically about these players who did well. And what about when so-and-so did this? And, and you know, just moments on the sidelines where I saw coaches lose it, like what was happening there? And so I love us having those opportunities. Um, and he's certainly more open to um, talking when we have a win. Yes, you know, if there's yes. a loss. <laughs> Um, he doesn't want to talk about it all and definitely not with me. Um, so he, he will talk to other coaches and I'll listen to one side of conversations to find out what happened. But, um, usually if there's a loss, um, we give him his space to do that. And, um, before he's kind of moving on to the next week, but yeah, traditions, I'd say we, we would do breakfast the next day or, um, yeah, and just breaking down the game from the night before. That's what I like to do. I love mm-hmm. it. You are very involved, and you're up on your football knowledge. I like it. I try. <laughs> I like it. Now, are there some things you enjoy doing for the wives on your staff now that you're a head coach's wife? I would say this is definitely an area where I feel like I will be able to do more. There's certainly things that have been placed on my heart to do. And um, I just look forward to in this new season of just having a job that's more flexible to being able to do that. Um, Things we already do, we're we're so big on building a sense of community. So we have a preseason family event we host for our coaches and wives and families, have everybody over. Um, We also do a postseason dinner um, for the coaches and the wives. 
I know one year Rock tried to say, um, I'm just going to take the coaches. And I'm like, no, you're not, sir. Like <laughs> these wives are going because we've been in there with y'all. We need a nice meal out without kids. Mm-hmm. Um, communication is so important. I, I try to think about when I was, um, you know, just a younger coach's wife and, and my husband wasn't the head coach kind of things that I would have appreciated. And um, communication is big for me, like just communicating your schedule. Like I know you're busy, mm-hmm. but I at least want to know your schedule. So Rock sends out this very detailed schedule Sunday nights. And soon after that, I said, you need to copy me on that. And then I forward that to the coach's wives, just because I'm like, here, I want you guys to know um, the nights, you know, that they're going to be there later, or there's a JV game on Thursday, so they'll be home later. Um, I think about our, o- our OC's wife and um, how she and I stay in close contact with each other. Um, she has younger children. They don't have family here, so we've, you know, taken their children um, and, and, and said, you know, you guys get away for the weekend. They went to Las Vegas one time. Um, we just try to provide that for our, our coaches, um, and wives. Now, when you get downtime alone, what do you enjoy doing? I love reading. I'm into self-care lately. So okay. I will go get my, my nails done, my toes done. I'll go get a massage. What are some of the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife? I love the relationships that we've been able to build with players and football moms and other coaches that really become an extension of our family. Um, I do it's truly a privilege to have rock coach at a high school and have our children be a part of that school. Um, That means they get to go to school with him. They're very much a part of the community and it does make that so much easier to have them there on campus with him. And just the opportunity to be in a position to impact so many people. Um, Really, we are, I don't take this role lightly at all. I, and I'm, I'm blessed and humbled to be able to be a coach's wife. Um, and I'm just grateful that um, through that, the relationships that we've been able to form and um, the people that we've been able to meet um, and do life with, um, we're just so fortunate. Okay. All time favorite coach's wife memory. Do you have one that sticks out above all the rest in this 17 years? I have to go with last year's state championship. Um, night. So in his eight years at his last school, we made it to state championship twice. Um, and we didn't win it either time. But this past one, I actually wrote a post on Facebook. And I think it just captured like, even though we lost, we had so many wins today that I just can't ignore the fact that, um, you know, Rock had been nominated for coach of the year. Um, seeing my children's faces when um, Rock let um, our son Isaiah um, lead the team to the field and just seeing the pride and joy on my son's face. I got to go watch him at the lower school and they did a big send off for him there. Even though we lost that night um, and we, when we gave it our best, um, it was still such a winning day and such a winning moment that I, um, that's probably one of my favorite memories, I would say. Absolutely love it. Okay. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Uh Oh, am I? (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the last last book you've read um before we were yours by lisa wingate it's a good book all right coach surprises you walks in the door with concert tickets what would be printed on that ticket it's definitely beyonce (laughs) (laughs) definitely she's my favorite awesome okay if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member current or from history who would that be 
Um, Michelle Obama. All right. You get a night alone. What show would you binge watch? A Million Little Things. Oh, I haven't watched that. Everybody loves I love it. love it. Oh, it's so good. I need to start from the beginning. And I guess binge watch it for you sure. Do. Yes, <laughs> okay. I'm like two weeks behind, but I can't wait for a free moment. You lock your keys in your car. Husband's at practice. Who's the first person you call? Oh, I would call Mandy Schneider, who's our OC's wife, to get my kids. <laughs> yep. If your husband weren't a coach, what would he be? He would still be an educator. That's his passion. So I could see him being a principal somewhere ahead of school, but he definitely would still be in education. What's your favorite fast food restaurant? I love Chick-fil-A. Yes. If you had a superpower, what would that be? I know tonight I needed to be in three places at one time. So I would, that would be it. Yeah. I, yeah. I could be at his soccer game, her soccer game, and at dance practice. So. And record a podcast all at one time. Yes. Yes. And have dinner on the table when everybody gets home. Oh yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be good? And not serve them frozen waffles like I did tonight. Like what? Oh, uh, well, yeah, it was frozen chicken, but <laughs> hey, we got to eat. That's right. So. Thank you so much for sharing with us and just opening your heart. This has been empowering. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm just blessed and humbled to have the opportunity. I loved getting to know you and talking with you more. Coach's Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Live podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.